Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started What's up, bitch? I'm um, just reporting live from Nolita. You like Nolita? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite neighborhood. I love to hit some of those shops over there. Yeah, there's Noah over here, um, Butcher's daughter. It's all all you need. No, it's a it's a it's a rainy day in New York, but honestly, I'm kind of loving it. I've had a I've had a fairly productive day. Oh. Went to see trainer Mike Bell this morning, but then had a lovely. Lovely Bowery Hotel breakfast with friend of the show, Pia. Bowery breakfast. So we were at the Bowery twice? Oh, yeah. Last night, Jason. Why don't you tell the people what we did since we were on the, the New York media elite party Yeah, circuit. we went to New York Fashion Week's hottest party, the Gawker cocktail mixer. <laughs> it was nice. No, it was, I mean, it was very nice. I got, I got no beef. I got no, I got no shit to talk, no tea to spill. It was just a nice collection of people who write on the internet, I guess. And then, um, sliders. Apparently, yeah, there were some sliders and they, they did an interesting thing where they packaged like four fries together in like a cone. It's like less fries than I would grab with my hand, though. It's a confusing. <laughs> it was a confusing amount amount of. Otherwise, fries, you would have been say. munching it up probably if the if the fry denominations weren't off for you. They were truffle fries, unfortunately. <sighs> oh, so yeah, it's not really tough. doing much. For the me. Waldorf, the Waldorf, had a lot of issues. That's a total teardown in terms of real estate lingo. We, yeah, we saw no good friend of the show Rachel Tashin was in the building. Mm-hmm. Editor, new editor in chief of Gawker, Leah Finnegan was in the building. Fin um, Apparently, we missed we missed hashtag girl boss Audrey Gelman. Gelberger was in the building and we missed it. Gelberger was there and we could have. I think we could have approached her and asked her to come on this podcast to redeem herself if it was in real life. Do you think that her team? would allow that well i tried to email her at, at audrey gelberg at yahoo.com <laughs> and I, I got a bounce back and then the, the audrey gelman at the wing.com also bounced so i don't know that was a bounce yeah it was a bounce i i think that could be a payment issue it could, i don't know it could be, yeah, the domain has take lapsed. it up with billing i i wish i had the answers for you right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't think her team would let her do it but sometimes if the talent you know, if it's talent to talent conversation, uh, Jason, sometimes the result the results can be okay, different. Okay, so she her talent is creating female empowered workspaces, and then how does that 
coincide with your talent well or is it just talent in general game recognized game you could smell it in the room like a nice month like a ds and durga yeah i think it's game recognized game i mean if i showed her a picture of my apartment and the fact that it's all pink i think that would have helped um but but I, I i i didn't have that on me and unfortunately the beverly hills hotel uh palm wallpaper is back ordered so i kind of couldn't finish the powder good room. good luck getting your hands on that and she's like wow i have the same copper fixtures in my guest bath you know you know all that kind of stuff my synergy four-story brownstone four-story brown my four-story brownstone in bedsty also has a lot of copper fixtures so that's cool that you guys have that but we didn't get to link with with audrey gelman but one day she'll come on the program mm-hmm. had a couple of martinis straight off the plane it was nice got got a classic nyc style beard lineup from my man elvin at tuft we were listening to mf doom jason was spitting bars while unfortunately the clippings were going into his mouth but he was it was worth it was i worth brought it. A, an old tape of a bunch of old mad lib instrumentals and we had a cypher and <laughs> did you did you wear your mf doom style mask for the trim or did you have to take it off no no i had my mf doom <laughs> It was, what is it called? Like the little apron smock that they put on you so to cover your clothing. It was a doom. It was a doom smock. Yes, yes, yes. And I, of course, the MF Doom pomade was in the hair. I was shocked at how good you looked, <laughs> to, to be honest. I, I was, guys, I, obviously I was concerned about Jason's appearance as we have a tour coming up and I want him to look his best. And he'd been in Italy kind of living his best life, which means, mm-hmm. you know, various substances very, uh, of, of, of legal and illegal variety. It'll take its tone on your skin, on your skin tone. Your waistline, you know, your your wrinkle situation, you know, a lot of salt water will get around the kind of the beard and mustache area, giving you a barnacle-like exactly, yeah. demeanor. It's not like, – some people can pull it off. I sure can. But I looked all right. All, all you need is a beard trim because it's confidence, you know? Yeah. No, luckily for me and for the listeners, you looked you look great. You look refreshed. Um you were wearing a cool outfit. I was presentable enough to hang out with, with your New York City media friends, and you weren't too embarrassed. Unfortunately, Jason, when someone of your stature walks into the room, and by stature I mean height only, uh, only. you know they know who you are, and they know that I that you're attached to me. So I couldn't even I couldn't even like unclaim you if I wanted to. Okay, so you found a way to make this about you. Very nice. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but uh, I am excited to be back, uh, back in in New York. I guess. I mean, stateside. Yeah. I was talking. I had lunch with uh, with Yeo and, and Cho before this, and talking about how like once you once you are on the road for long enough, you just kind of get into that road mode, and you know some of the some of your normal cares and worries go by the wayside, and because it just literally like taking time to kind of beat it out of your system, and now I'm just. I, I have no home, you know. I'm a gypsy-like vagabond. Is the energy that I have now? I don't know where my next meal's coming from. I do. It's a, it's a, my furniture. It's a de- making my own clothes. <laughs> it's a deli in Nolita. Uh, <laughs> let me get uh, turkey and and mayo on a hoagie. Mm-hmm. Um, no chipotle mayo. Did you? Where did you guys have lunch? Did you guys go to Popeyes or? We were talking about it. We went to a place called Golden Diner. Oh yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was it was fine. It was serviceable. Whatever. Classic, classic, Jason. It was mediocre. The Mexican restaurant we went to last night that was a white chick restaurant was better, wasn't it? No, hell no, 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 no. Golden Diner is much better than was it? Rosie's. Rosie's was pretty bad. Where is gold? Where is Golden Diner? Is it in Chinatown? But it's like fake new shit. It's like new shit. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's new. It's it's uh it's not your grandmother's take on the deli. 
It has some, you know, go Of course. Well, because because the because the East Coast loves to do, you know, uh diner stuff because we just love to sit in a shitty overly lit room and have a burger and fries. Not diner you know, talk again. With a Korean twist. Had a tuna melt. You know, kept it decently light. Oh, they fucked up some stuff. And they gave us Christ. a coffee cake, but the coffee cake was made out of matcha instead of coffee. And you're just like, come on, like, I work too hard for this shit. Jason's disgusted. Jason's ready to get back to Glendale and have some fresh produce that he procures himself from the Whole Foods Burbank and get back to how life is meant to be. Yo, literally, when we 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 got into the city, Uber to the hotel, dropped the bags, and then walked straight to the No Leash and Sweet Green. Because that was the first time that we had had, you know, vegetables, a salad, kale, whatever, in what seemed like months. You got to check out Sweet Green. They have a hot honey. They have hot honey now? They have hot honey. You could probably get it on a sweet potato, not just the chicken, Chris. Do you think that will prevent me from contracting the COVID-19 virus? The the heat part, yeah. The heat will kill COVID. Okay. The honey actually That's what I- feeds the COVID, so it's kind of a, it's a <laughs> yeah, net so neutral. It's, it's they kind of... Cancel each other out. <laughs> it'll just it'll kind of leave you with nothing. Never you pour I mean? honey on COVID. It, they they eat it up. Okay, so I will. I'm not. I was planning to stop this podcast right now so I could run up to my rooftop uh, mm-hmm. beekeeping kind of operation. I have man. Uh, if you pivoted to I, rooftop beekeeping in the city, <laughs> that would like if there was a, a Vegas off 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 track bet for that one. You know, that's you're 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 in Steve Jobs money. One day I'll be able to do something cool like that, but for now I'll continue doing my little little work for brands and this little podcast. But I, I um doing your little work for brands and shit. I was I yeah, I, I, I didn't I haven't heard a review of the Throwing Fits live show yet. I don't know if you have. I haven't heard any reviews of when you appeared on the pod. I don't know. I it looks like friend of the show Adam Pally was was making a live performance. I mean Yeah, I'm glad they got a real actor to help out. That's smart. I, we should think about doing something like that <laughs> but yeah i I, there, I loved going on the podcast it was very fun and then I, I went into the discord against my own judgment and it was actually totally fine i like that i couldn't get you to do it but throwing fits can well they asked me they asked me on the spot while yeah. we were recording and i i felt like it would You're be talking about gotcha style journalism journalism ex- yeah exactly i was trying to be a good sport and agreed to it and then i went in there and it's just you know guys asking you about workouts and loafers and stuff Mm -hmm. so you know i could do that for an hour that's no problem for me okay that's good i mean obviously you're not going to become a discord junkie but you're saying that you 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 tried it out worst things in the world have happened to you yeah 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 i tried it out it was fine and i it it, it's like i don't need to do it again but it wasn't it wasn't bad either you know what i mean you're not going to start forming your own discord uh no i'm no i'm not no i'm not i just i don't like the way it looks because it feels like an old video game or something yeah so you don't you're you don't like using like the dark night mode display type of thing ever for apps yeah yeah actually no i don't i don't use night mode on anything i don't really understand you prefer the white like what's the point to save your the black save your eyes Chill, bro. No, 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 do not do that. Yeah, to save your eyes, of course. That's what it is. But some people just like the aesthetic look of the, the triple black, you know. But yeah, for the for the eyes, once it's nighttime out, mm-hmm. you know, you just reverse the black background instead of white background, and it, it goes a little bit easier on those peepers, you know, especially if you've got an important LASIK coming up. Well, luckily, I'm trying to damage my eyes as much as possible before the LASIK because I think that's going to fix it. So I don't I'm know if that's how it works. Sun as much as possible. Oh, it's <laughs> I keep looking at the sun for hours every day, and it does hurt. So you, you're like logic. Logic is like if if you go, if you go in and they look at your eyes under the microscope they'll they'll and you really fuck those things up by staring at the sun and all kinds of, you know chemicals and bleaches and stuff like that they're gonna have more 
Yeah. More saddle to hold on to that bucking bronco of a laser as it, you know, cuts your eye op- open. I, I just want to get my money's worth. You know what I mean? If if these things are too easy to fix, right. what's the thirty two hundred for, bro? Don't call the cleaning lady until she got something to clean up. We need to we you know exactly. someone do a vomit vomit situation, something like that. I gotta make a mess, TJ. You know that about me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with it. It's all about the satisfaction of a job well done. Well, um, I'm I'm satisfied to do a job, a pod well done with with our great special guest today. It's exciting. I feel like we haven't had a guest on in a while, just because of our our holiday schedule. Yeah, but you you know Ruben Nielsen as the the genius uh, New Zealander behind the band Unknown Mortal Orchestra, mm-hmm. and uh, they got they have a new. I mean, put out a lot of records actually, but they have a they have a new single that just dropped called Weekend Run. And interestingly enough, Jason, it is on our mm-hmm. record label uh, Jag Jaguar. So. Technically, we are. This is a label mate we're talking to. Peer to peer. You think he'll let us borrow a few synths for our show? <laughs> uh, yeah. Our our snare took a shit on us. <laughs> I'll go easy on her. I promise. My th- I, t- I have a tear in my throat. Man, the Ampeg. It was just too big. Like we're. It won't fit. You know, would- I got to. Ruben doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to be down down to lend us some of his gear in the 11th hour i think he might be a little protective of his of his equipment i think he lives in portland now actually which is an interesting relocation because i feel like that is a, a big weather shift from the beautiful shores of auckland it is a it is a big weather shift from from auckland i'm assuming um you know i've been to portland more than new zealand but you know it could be a waves style situation where he's retreated to to portland to live a you know a modest lifestyle while his you know his hot chicken and and beer uh investments you know cash in and then from there i'm assuming you know i'll let ruben answer for himself but i don't know i mean homey hills yeah i'm you sh- know laguna where do you i don't know where he's gonna head to Kauai. yeah well no i think he actually he's he's part hawaiian so it's very possible that he's getting yeah he's got a little maori he's got a little hawaiian in him he's he's from, he's an island man and i'm excited to chat with him let's go bro how Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are... So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, 
feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What's up, Ruben? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to How Long Gone. How how the hell are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling all right. It's, yeah? yeah, I'm feeling... As good as you I sound feel jazzed. These days. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm from New Zealand. So, what do you mean as good as you can feel these days? America is thriving, bro. There's oh, yeah, no everything's everything's rocking. The government rules. There's no viruses or anything. <laughs> Shit is killing, man. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, killing is not the word I would use. And if you don't like it here, you can just run somewhere else. You can go somewhere else where it where it rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great point and thank you for saying that because i say that a lot and people kind of get mad at me for it but since you're mm -hmm. not from here it's like totally fine for you to say that so ruben you're saying if you don't like it here you can just go back to where you came from Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah kind of but i mean because i've been um because new zealand is doing cool. is has had the virus kind of yeah figured out you know better than some other places and so a lot of my friends and family are just like come home three people got it over there right? yeah it's it's it is like really funny two of them were sheep yeah and because and they have no perspective over there because it's a tiny island and and in a lot of ways the the thing that is bad about new zealand is if, is you have no perspective on how awesome life is 
so I'll have friends talk to me. I, I like I play Warzone with friends from high school. You said Warzone, like Call Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah, like just as a way of keeping in touch with buddies and stuff. Yeah, that's look, look. You can you you can tell that to your wife. You don't have to say it to us. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to you don't have to lie to us, bro. It's yeah, cool. we're it's we're a, we're gamer allies, bro. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, I got to de stress, babe. It's it's the only way I can talk to Steve and Devin. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Are you saying that you're? Are you saying that you're a triple OG gamer, and all these new heads are stealing your valor? No, no. I'm just saying. No, I'm the valor stealing guy because I I toured for eight years, so I I didn't I missed like whole generations of of video games, and you're too busy getting getting high and touching titties. I, kind I get of, it. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but I would also <laughs> I'd be like getting high and touching a titty and then i would see on my phone that there was a a new um assassin's creed out and i'd be like oh i wonder what that's like look at the graphics it looks so real <laughs> the duality of man is revealed yeah. truly the duality of man so you so you're saying you would use it you would talk to you like you would play call of duty with your friends back home and they would just be like yeah just come over it's all chill here like what are you what are you doing over there in america well no because like, the, the thing that is weird about new zealand is um is they'll be panicking and they'll be like, dude, there's like, there's been like 40 deaths. And I was <laughs> right, like, right, right. okay, well. <laughs> You're like per minute or what? Yeah. It's like, I'm in Palm Springs right now and, and I, you know, whatever. And I, and then I would look it up and it's like, okay, I'm looking, okay, we got 900 deaths today <laughs> in this neighborhood, like in this town. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, like the perspective is all weird. Cause it's like, dude, what if it gets up to 50 deaths? <laughs> and it's like, oh, I don't, uh, yeah, it's really strange. So, so that's the New Zealand perspective and they haven't been doing lockdown. They're in lockdown now because yeah, three people got it or whatever and the whole country locked down and i just still i don't know it just it doesn't i, I still want to stay here for some reason i don't know are you legally allowed to go back home uh it's hard to get home anyway but before i'm not willing to go through the uh rigmarole is that the right word rigmarole rigmarole yeah, that's the perfect yeah. word i didn't know if i didn't know if jack jaguar would let you use the the jet because they let us use that sometimes, but I guess maybe. But you still have to do the 14 day quarantine, Chris. It's just oh, no even if you fly that. private, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> do you do you own any property in the motherland? Um, I, <laughs> I actually just got something. Yeah. Oh, you copped up some farmland, but it's um, it's my, it's it's a, it's I'm doing like a Jeff Bezos thing. <laughs> it's like I'm going to build a bunker there and <laughs> not or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I think I'm just like freaking out and thinking like well if if it does get bad or something then i it'd be really dumb if i didn't have anything so I, I, yeah if you didn't have an underground bunker you play enough you war zone you know your head starts going to places i'm gonna build a house there because my brother is a builder and he um so like i was just thinking like i don't know maybe he could live in it or We've interviewed a lot of musicians over the last year and you know a lot of a lot of people in your same position are doing similar things you know doing some wild investments just bored you just bored him you know you're bored and your and your your income that used to be a lot of money is now zero for a while so like that'll make you start doing some weird shit too probably well i don't i don't know it's weird because in some ways it's been better for me financially even though i'm like going insane <laughs> Touring is expensive. Yeah, touring. It's expensive and it uses up all your time. Like, um, I was only able to really start doing things like features and stuff because I was off the road. 
you know, this so the, you kind of it opens up opportunities too to to think about stuff and educate yourself about stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, your managers have told you to cut back, and maybe that second bus isn't necessary. We don't. We don't. We have one bus. We're we're very we're we're a very tight <laughs> ship. We we've always been really. Um, we've kept our shit tight, basically mm-hmm. financially, and I don't know. I, but um, but now that we're off the road, we don't have to worry about you know like building a lighting rig or any of that stuff <laughs> the problem yeah, is like yeah, your crew yeah, yeah. doesn't get to work and 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 stuff but we were like we were supposed to be off the road anyway so mm-hmm. um we wouldn't have been on tour through this time anyway so we we were we were just lucky in that respect but um people always um talk about spotify being bad but spotify's just saved my whole shit like uh, my my family you made money from spotify this year yeah i mean i always have and i i don't know what i i can't quite i haven't quite figured out i don't know what everybody else is uh complaining <laughs> they just about. need to get their fucking numbers up that's kind of what it seems like i grew up in the punk scene and when napster first started that's how old i am mm-hmm. but it's like i my entire music career up till recently was through the pirating era and i i never made any money off of recordings ever mm-hmm. and now instead of pirating taking all of your money you get something so i wasn't around in the 90s when probably people made a lot of money from selling records but i don't know it's not amazing money but it's it's better than zero it's 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 amazing for me because i grew up with nothing my parents don't have anything like i feel flush so i i I just like i just don't hate um spotify that's all i just think like i don't understand why welcome home compadre Yeah, we're we're big we're members of the Spotify community as well, Ruben, so we understand the love the love. Shout out to Daniel Eck and all the homies over there at Spotify. But no, I think that I agree with you because I know a lot of musicians, guys that you've never heard of that are making forty thousand dollars a month on Spotify and won't sign a record deal because they're like, Why would I? Yeah. Like this is I, I'm making so much money from Spotify. Yeah. But then everybody loves to shit on it and it's just confusing. I, I don't understand like what, what I guess it's different for everyone. In this day and age, the thing about the music industry is that every single person has a completely different thing going on, and so you never know really what's going on. and And I think we've just been like trying to find a sweet spot where it's like I'm like not famous but making a good living and <laughs> yes, <laughs> and making music and making whatever music that I want to. And then yeah, this guy got it for you. Hack the system, bro. You're making all this cool music on old gear. You bought land online. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, I'm jealous. I mean, that's what, what did I come here for? Yeah. It is America. <laughs> but but I, mean, I, I like what you're saying about like, you know, not being too big, but big enough. Like at a certain point, you know, with the major label advances being paid back and, you know, the lawyers and the blah, 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 all the, that rigmarole, you know, it's not, <laughs> we you, double you're just seeing all this, now, at this point. <laughs> you just see all that money going down the shitter and, that, and that's tough. And it's, and you have to do a bunch of shit that you don't want to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't throw very much money down the shitter at all. That's for sure. Yeah. You live in Portland for God's sakes. Yeah. And Portland's, Portland's a, a nice spot to be has been a nice spot to be just in general for making music and touring and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy at the moment. I went downtown uh, yesterday and everything's, uh, there's still like boards on everything and it's pretty. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty much. Well, that Antifa, you know, the Antifa, the Antifa stuff there is pretty serious, you know. There's a lot of Antifa. It seems to be. I never see it, you know. Like it's all sunny and (laughs) and stuff like that. And then people are like, (laughs) Proud Boys are like, you know, 
letting shots off in this <laughs> neighborhood and it's just like what how come i didn't hear that gunshot and i'd always think like i don't know it, it's like an op or something they're, they're not real antifa oh, and the proud boys aren't real you got to stay off mm-hmm. that citizen app <laughs> i know you're a big citizen app guy so you got to watch that it'll, it'll brainwash you, a <laughs> I, you, know, you gotta be careful. take it with yeah. a grain of sand my friend yeah yeah exactly have you been going a little little quarantine cuckoo over there we we doing any we I don't know what the gun laws are in Portland. Are you strapped up? What's going on? Are you buying? Uh, I don't know. I always toilet paper by the pallet. And back to the Call of Duty thing. Like I I my mm-hmm. a buddy of mine was going through a really hard time in his life, and so I was like, what if I just what if I just got him a PlayStation, and then I got a PlayStation. We could do that like play gaming online thing that all the kids are doing. And so I was like figuring that out, and then and then we we got set up, and now we play pretty regularly and they're just like, how do you not have a gun? Cause he has a gun <laughs> in New Zealand. Um, and you said it's hard I didn't, to, oh, I didn't know you can have them. I thought gun laws were rough in New Zealand. I assume they were very strict. Maybe more in, in Australia. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to get a gun. No, it's, it's I think it's harder to get a gun in New Zealand, but he has oh, one. Wow. Okay. So it's, um, he uses the set, the same gun he owns. He uses it in the game. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cause he knows how to use it. <laughs> we, Look, and he, he said he was going through a tough time a little while ago. We might want to keep an eye on this friend, okay? Just exactly. in case. Yeah, bro. You know what I, I mean? I, don't make me call the local the local. Can New you Zealand see the way that my mind works now? <laughs> keep the the homies. Um, it's also new. you know under under observation. Keep the, keep the unibombers or your your enemies closer. Your unibombers closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more, I was more worried he was going to be like, hmm. I don't, I don't want to, what's that thing you know that that show that came out and the guy with the um old man mask and he says i don't want to be here be around anymore or whatever have you seen that oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes um i don't want to be around anymore <laughs> why did you why did you relocate to portland though from new, new zealand you got you got hired at nike creative director yeah no i, I didn't <laughs> i didn't know anything about portland um i was in a punk band with my brother and some friends in new zealand and we went on a tour of the states yeah um it was like uh you know people's basements and that was what we were doing in new zealand and australia and then uh we got booked uh in the states and it ended in portland and i have an uncle here and um so at the end of the tour we're like oh it's cool we'll we'll go and visit family there and then we came to portland and at, at that time it was like heaven to us we were just like what is going on in this place it was just like everywhere you went the music was good and mm-hmm. Um, everybody was, you know, young and tatted up and stuff like tatted that. Up. And it was, yeah, it was just that kind of like place. Plenty of places to park your fixed gear. Yeah, it was like the coffee was strong, the cocaine was stronger. Exactly, and it was like that kind of um, pre. It was the pre-Portlandia era, which I think was um, um, better. I think when Portlandia, yeah. Portlandia's got a lot to answer for in this town, really. I think because it was like <laughs> all of the stuff that was going on that you would joke about suddenly became like the main, Mm -hmm. you know, the main reputation for this place. And then just things started getting like too wacky. And then I didn't enjoy going out anymore. But I, but when I first came here, I was like, this is heaven. I'm going to move here. That was where the unknown mortal orchestra thing started and how I met Jake, who's the bass player in the band. And yeah, so I don't know. It's family first. It was family. And then meeting my uncle and then, uh, cause I didn't really know him and he'd been in prison for, he went to prison for 10 years Shit. for what did he do? It was something serious, like something to do with drugs <laughs> in Miami. Okay. Oh, 
Okay. Kind of oh, stuff. cool. Okay. So it's, I didn't know if it was like some boring, like white collar shit, but this sounds pretty. Oh, no. But, but my family. Yeah. My family don't like that. You guys know how to do crime. Well, we don't have, know how to do it properly, obviously, because it would be better <laughs> to be a white collar criminal. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. <laughs> we digress. But yeah, it's, you would very, think. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my, yeah, I don't come from money, if it is that is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, he, uh, and he was here, and he kind of like went off. He kind of dropped off the map the whole time he was in prison. So it was really cool to see him, and and he's really fun, and he's a actually really funny, fun guy. And then I was just kind of like, oh man, he was kind of he's kind of legendary in my family, yeah. sure, um, Uncle Duke. And so it was kind of like we hung out with him, and it was just nice because he's from Hawaii, and it was cool to to reconnect with that you know side of the family mm. and stuff. And so I just yeah, kind of sure. came here because I thought like. Well, it's a cool town, and my uncle lives here, and and my cousins and stuff. So, yeah, and I ended up here, and I thought like I'll I'll move there for a couple of years, and now it's like uh, 11, 12 years or something. And also Portland, very close to Hawaii. Uh, yeah, and there there's a Hawaiian connection. Uh, you know, I keep thinking about going to Hawaii, and my dad, who spent a lot of time there, because he's from New Zealand, but um, he spent a lot of time there, was saying he didn't think that I would necessarily take to it well. Because of the rock fever thing. Rock fever? This thing he calls rock fever. I don't know if that's what everybody calls it, but it's like feeling claustrophobic that you're stuck on a rock, you know, oh. like oh. on the island and you want to, and you're just like, you I thought it was going to be like a Jack Black kind of thing where you just, when you're jamming or something rock like that. Rock fever. Yeah. I've been to Hawaii uh, a few times and the rock fever is a real oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess the, I can, uh, I can kind of imagine it like the insanity gets into you. I, I think it's a little bit similar to, New Zealand. New Zealand's like that too. It's like, oh, sure, sure. You know, it's like a, a friend of mine was, was taking a walk around this place my dad used to live in. There was, he was just like, oh, look, it's God. And it was like the light coming through the clouds and mm-hmm. onto the water and mountains and stuff. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, I, that's, I just grew up around that. Right. And I don't, I, it's like I didn't even notice it. But now I look at like photos of it on my phone, I think. God damn, it looks like that. They ain't got that but in Denver. But it drives you nuts because you're just kind of like, I don't know, it drives me nuts. Freaky as hell. Yeah, I mean, the the island, the rock fever, I don't get as much as like the flying over, like in the, you know, like going to another continent, like flying in the middle of the ocean to where if something were to happen, you're just like just hours and hours and hours away from civilization, you know, just in the middle of the ocean. That, having to swim, swim. <laughs> having to swim thousands of miles, yeah. Jason's, that gets yeah, to me. Jason's not a strong swimmer. I'm He's not, not despite swimmer. my lengthy, my, despite my swimmer's body. Well, what, um, <laughs> what, what, what kind of bands were your influences for the Mint Chicks, punk-wise? Punk what were you guys trying to sound like? The, the main influence was the Buzzcocks. Okay, okay. That was, that was our ideal. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we were influenced by all kinds of modern things as well. Talking about Rancid? No, not Rancid. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think more Just like uh, Fugazi, maybe, or like uh, uh-huh. um, At The Drive-In was, we really liked. Yep, yep. God, we've, we've talked about At The Drive-In on this podcast. They were so fucking big. Yeah. And then all the other bands after it sucked. My problem with At The Drive-In was always that I didn't really like the songs I just kind of like the idea of the band and the sound and the clothes, the attitude, the stage presence, the hair. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of cool, cool stuff. And then because they were pretty cool, dudes. everything but the music. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shit I music. was like, I didn't like hate the music. It was just like I preferred the punk that I mm. that I you had been introduced to in high school, and that was like 
the really songy stuff. Right. Ramones, Buzzcocks, mm. I don't know, magazine. Yeah. So I was like, uh, so that was what we were trying to do, write songs like that. You ever have your, you ever have a Morrissey phase? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like all that stuff even today. I mean, he's a weirdo and stuff, sure. but I, I don't care. <laughs> same, yeah. I mean, same. it's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I used to people like, he's racist. It's like, so? I don't care. I don't care. Like I literally don't give a shit. Like I actually not not that I'm like I don't. I think it's good that he's a racist. Like that sucks, right. but it doesn't make it doesn't ruin the music for me really at all. And um, it's like Kanye when they say Kanye put the red hat on. It's like he's interesting, you know. I find Kanye interesting. So I don't know. Would you rather just not have it? Yes, I would rather not have it. I don't think the Kanye music has... I do like a provocateur. I don't think Kanye's put out good music in 10 years, though. If the music is good, it's worth it. You know what I mean? But the music's not good to me. I guess... I mean, this. I don't want to talk about Kanye, honestly, because that's kind of ridiculous. But That was last week. Yeah, and people also will talk about it more interesting ways than me. But I w- will say, like for me, it's like the whole process of trying to understand what the fuck's going on is more interesting than if it wasn't there. And my favorite yeah, yeah, Kanye album is Yeezy, and I ha- uh, Jesus, and I hated it <laughs> when I first heard it. I was just like, "This is awful." And then you know, how many? I just a lot of records that I really love um, started off as things that I just didn't get at all. Like um, Forever Changes, I love mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah, but when I first heard it, I was just like, "What? I don't get this." Because I was all into punk, and I was just like, "It's all acoustic and." You know, and then and then it's like I was actually the you same listen way. to it again, and you think, "Wait, what?" And then it took me like four attempts to actually get it, and then when I got it, it I got it so hard that it like changed my whole perspective on music. So, and I, honestly, it, it's not really. I mean, I, I suppose Jesus is kind of like that, where it's just kind of like I didn't get it at first. So, if you don't get it at first, that's really interesting. And also, these days, everybody thinks they get everything straight away, and they don't. And it sucks. I you're you're right. I'm a, I definitely do that. I, <laughs> I if I don't if I listen to something, I'm totally guilty of that. If I listen to something once and I don't like it, I just don't listen to it again. Just because it's yeah. easier that way, Chris. Well, why would you? There, there's no time. But sometimes you get you see somebody that you respect say, mm-hmm. "This is genius" or whatever, and you're like, "What? That thing that I, that sucked." And then you go <laughs> back to it, and sometimes you kind of like you have a a rethinking of it, and sometimes you don't. Sure. But I mean, the way that I make music is like, I'm not trying to get you on the first listen at all. That's like, if I was mm-hmm. to, if I was sitting, if it was a video game and I was adjusting, like, you know how when you make a character in an RPG and you get to choose like sure. intelligence, mm-hmm. strength or whatever, you know? Speed, agility. Yeah, I would, I would be taking all my points off of wow factor mm-hmm. <laughs> and putting them all into the attempt <laughs> to like, all of that stuff that's supposed to grab you in the first listen, I'm taking all of that out. Like I, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care. Are you Are you saying you're doing that on per? Are you doing that on purpose? Yeah. Or are you saying it's that's a naturally mission. how it works for you? Like I think right. that's the thing that makes me different from other other musicians is that I'm. It's my mission to to almost challenge you to not get it at first, and I'm putting. But and but I'm taking all of that. I'm not just doing that as a troll. Like I'm taking that and I'm putting all that effort into trying to make it. So that it sounds as good ten years from now as it as it does now. That's the thing that not enough people are considering. But then that's how you get those real you know fans that you care about. You're you're saying like, hey, I'm going to lead you down this long winding path, and most people are going to give up. But 
it'll be worth it at the end if you trust me kind of thing and then that's a record that you'll you'll play for the rest of your life unless you failed i mean as long as i can feed my kids then that's fine yeah <laughs> and that that's not a really dumb like oh no i got i have to make it have longevity He's like, <laughs> dad i need shoes are you saying t- kind of like if you wanted to write a song for rihanna you could do that but you're choosing not to do that because that doesn't interest you he's saying he wouldn't do that because tame impala already did well that you know that's a good point <laughs> it's like that if, if you would get to actually look at the because i think like tame impala is like the leader of the genre that i'm in mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm not the same at all as that because of this because of that factor of like that that whole like like yeah wow factor thing is like but i've never i've never been trying to do that like i've always been i've always been different in that way so i what i'm saying is i don't know if people like set out to write those songs or if that's what naturally comes to them you think that artists aren't in there trying to grab your attention on the first listen you're wrong oh i think a lot of them no i think a lot of them are but i think the best ones aren't yeah i guess so it depends on on how you look at it because i think that in the pop world because i've been in a few rooms yeah watching the way that other people do it and i think ideally at the most exciting level it's the idea of like accidentally doing something amazing mm-hmm. is the goal you know and again that's the opposite of what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to do really much at, at all by accident <laughs> but i have been trying to um well if you if you believe that jesus is in the room with you it's no accident bro exactly you're good yeah but jesus is always in the room so i don't really mind he's here now amen brother he's strumming in the corner we just can't pick it up (laughs) but yeah you 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 want to have that that magical moment where you're just like oh wait is this a thing that we just did and then you know you you wake up and listen to it the next day and it still sounds good and you say by golly i think we've got a hit on our hands boys it's like being it's like drugs where you're chasing this thing it's like a really hard to hard to Mm -hmm. find high where you're chasing this thing where if you hit on it, it makes you feel better than anything. Yep. And But then the thing that happens is if I, if I do stumble onto something like that, I spend all this time like washing all of the, <laughs> washing out yeah. all of the um, incidental stuff. I'm not saying that my way is right and everybody else is wrong. I'm saying that this is what is, makes me. What do, you, what do you mean you wash out the incidental stuff? I thought you were going to say like, like, you, you find the perfect snare and then you... EQ it for 10 hours and ruin it. No, because I don't do that. <laughs> okay, good. Because okay, I, I don't overwork things because I've spent a lot of time like trying to develop my ability to work on things a lot without going too far. But it's just different. It's just the way I do it versus the way other people do it. Are you writing alone most of the time? Um, most of the time. You know, like it's been a process of trying to get more people involved over time because I don't really want to be um, by myself because it sucks to win alone uh, my co-host would disagree <laughs> every the more people you win with that's another person that's got to get a cut though bro you know what i'm saying yeah that's the problem yeah well I don't, well that's well yeah so you have to <laughs> not care about money yeah but it's like if you if you win alone then it's like who are you who's who are you cheersing with it's like you can sit alone and be like yeah me yeah, you want to you want to celebrate the wins with your with your loved ones that got you there, etc. Yeah, but but a lot of people in your position, they don't they're not trying to just win alone, but like their creative process, their writing process, whatever it may be, they just can't do it with other people. You know, like it just fucks up yeah. the flow. Well, I have that problem as well, which is why I put mm-hmm. effort into trying to undo that enough to to work with people. But I still, you know, when I collaborate, it's like 
with my brother mm -hmm. or with my friend that's been in a band with me for 10 years. It, it is hard for me to collaborate because it's hard for me to be spontaneous with other people around because I am trying to, you know, that whole thing of bouncing energy off other people is sometimes hard for me because I want to be sure about what I'm doing. I want to know that what I'm doing, I think, is good, and that's all I care about. I think we should take that approach to this podcast, Jason. No, I think I'm good. Just talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Jason's been dragging me down for years. I think you just gave me the push I need, Ruben. Uh, well, a lot of us have grown during quarantine. Well, I, I'm speaking of alone writing, you know, how are you dealing with alone time just at home, personal life? Are you the, the kind of guy who needs... A lot of solitude to stay re recharged, or or not so much. Uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I need to be by myself or with people that are really close. How many kids you got? I have two. How old are they? Uh, my son is twelve, and my daughter is going to turn eleven. Um, okay, so these are next like week. these are like getting towards adulthood. These are big kids. Yeah, yeah, and they they're funny, and you can hang out with them, and they're not going <laughs> to narc out narc you out to your wife or anything. <laughs> probably not actually but yeah it's, uh, they're just like they're, yeah they're not like uh, just dependents they're like human beings that are fully mm -hmm. operational now, they can so. they can offer you interesting insights on the world and and tell you things that you didn't already know yeah and that's the that's the game plan is that eventually like the more i more out of touch i get the more they'll remind me like you know what words the what words the kids don't use anymore and stuff like that that's nice that's a good reason to have kids alone i know it's a lot of extra work i don't have any kids so i have to kind of it's a full-time job knowing about all the cool words that people are saying and not saying yeah because they, they can just be like what did you say that is very humbling well then you can just keep saying it but you know that you're being a corny dad then rather than being completely right clueless that you're a corny dad it's like it's you there's no nothing's going to stop the dad coming for you right so you, it's just whether you're aware of it or whether not. Whether you want to own it or not. Like, yeah, I'm going to say this bad word. Suck my dick, kids. Yeah. Deal yeah, with do, it. Do, do the kids still say say that? Do the kids still do that? And then you – and then – yeah, so I've been like, you know, transitioning to my mega dad phase. Uh, you know, like I'm a Reeboks guy now. You got Reeboks. Yeah, that's, that's are what you I'm, mowing I'm the lawn yourself? Are you doing what are you, what are you doing no, jobs around the house? No, no, I, I'm pretty handy, I suppose. I know I'm I'm kind of getting more into things like watches and cars and uh, and more dad dadly things. Are you copying? Are you copying cars now too? What what kind of what's the whip game? Model three, model Y. What's going on, brother? I don't know. It's 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 kind of early, but I'm. I, what I've been interested in lately is uh, uh, old uh, Alfa Romeos, like uh, sure, sure. the 1750 GTV and stuff like that. Those kind of old mm -hmm. Alfa Romeo race cars, they look kind of corny. Mm -hmm. um, they're not, they don't look like sports cars. So I know it's just interesting the history and stuff like that. It's a small car. You're gonna fit in one of those? Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little guy. I'm not. Oh, a, are you? I'm not a big guy. I'm not. I'm not tall or anything. Yeah, then you're good. Do you drop them off at school in the Escalade or the G wagon? Like, what are we? What's the daily driver? <laughs> well, they, they, they uh, are the daily driver. Well, I don't, I don't have yeah. a car at the moment, so I'm the grocery I'm kind of looking at. I'm looking at what I'm. So you're get saying next. you're you're oh, so you're getting into cars, and by getting into cars, you mean getting your first car, basically, yeah. And I'm gonna <laughs> probably have to learn how to drive the car because I've never in New Zealand like there's a massive boy racer culture. Uh huh. I didn't like that at all. 
So I've kind of like gone to the point now where I'm just getting to the point where the era that I'm interested in in general, which is kind of like the second half of the 60s and the first half of the 70s, it's making me interested in like all kinds of things from that era. And I never had time for this stuff before. So so I, so the kind of car that I want to get is like, I'm going to have to learn how to drive mm-hmm. that car. It's not going to handle like your Subaru Ute back home. It's going, right, to, right, it's going right. to require some, some and the, the British wiring, the, the French wiring. Yeah. It's all tough, you know? Yeah. And my, I, and my Very wife different. drives and stuff and she has a car, but I'm not going to talk about that because privacy. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I'm, speaking yeah, of privacy, do you get a lot of stop and chats in, in Portland? No, you get spotted by fans? I was talking, somebody was asking me about this the other day. I in, I spent some time in Palm Springs and uh, it happens a lot more there. I guess because Californians are just more, more outgoing. Sure. No, I think you have a, you have a big older gay listener, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of silver <laughs> teddy, silver teddy bears at Trader Joe's pulling you yeah, over yeah. In, the, exactly. in the tequila aisle. We can all agree the music is timeless, but I didn't know I didn't know it was that timeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I make an older style music to attract an older style man. Childless gay men who are in the who are in their seventies mm-hmm. are always fawning over me. Dual income, no kids, plenty of money to spend on merch. I take advantage of that, you know. <laughs> That's a string I don't mind plucking. I don't look a gift horse in the mouth. No, no, sir. What is your attraction to Palm Springs? Just that desert heat? Um the, what do you what what brought you there? Like, what do you like about it? Rental investment, maybe? I don't, I'm never going to be a landlord. That sucks. Oh, okay. So you're not like waves. Yeah, I do, I'm not interested in, in renting mm-hmm. houses to people. Yeah, Jason, stop being, stop being talking to him in broke voice, Jason. <laughs> he don't rent, bro. I buy or I he sell. He just owns. That's it. That's it, baby. He's buy or sell. No, I mean, I don't want to rent it out. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be a landlord. You don't want to deal with all that hassle and headache. Yeah, and I also don't want to be that. You don't want Twitter to find out that you're a landlord either. Exactly. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to go the way. Do you remember route. when you don't waves, want to get canceled? Uh, told everybody yeah, about yeah. his. No, we apartments. we he was on the show a few weeks ago. We we talked. Man, that was we, I was I, I was amazed that he did that. I was just kind of like the thing is that that's a very I think blue collar attitude that he didn't really even think about it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was it was a funny way. It was funny the way it, that played out. People reacting to that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Palm Springs, you're just feeling the vibes, basically, is what you're saying. I mean, that's I'm a vibes person, mm-hmm. you know, as <laughs> as dorky as that is. I mean, it's just like I know myself. And so I'm not going to live anywhere for any particular reason other than like I walk around and I'm like, yeah, I like this place. <laughs> so that's that's really, yeah, Palm Springs. I, I uh, We played Coachella um, this one time and I stayed for a while mm-hmm. in Palm Springs just as a I don't know, I just thought like, oh, maybe I'll stay for a while. And I got an Airbnb and then just the place that I was staying in was, was like perfect. It was just like the perfect set out layout and it was and so I just thought like, oh, I wonder if I could like what if I like bought a place that was like exactly like this place? And so I found a place that was like really, really similar and then just bought it. So then I was just kind of like in Palm Springs and I thought like oh, I this would be a nice place to get away from portland sometimes because it's like the opposite you know because mm-hmm. portland's just like rainy and dreary wet chilly yeah, it gets yeah and it's sort of like inspiring but also i've made records in a portland basement mm-hmm. for a long time now so it was kind of like the idea of like recording a few tracks and then jumping in the pool sounded really good but my plan was that i was going to do that with all my bandmates and that i was going to make this kind of band record rather than and quarantine like forced me back into the 
loner zone where I was having to do everything myself. And, and um, I think I've, I was okay with the, with the outcome of it. And, and it, was, it worked out okay, but it's really not where I want to be. And it's like you were saying about the Tame Impala thing. It's like, that's what Kevin does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of like inspired to not do that and kind of <laughs> keep looking for a uh, point of difference. Is that what you call it? Yeah. A differentiator. Yeah. And like trying to find what it is that, you know, makes us different from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and mm-hmm. Heather and, and all these other psychedelic bands. Cause we are very different from all those other bands. And so, Definitely. so yeah. And that, so being stuck by myself wasn't the greatest thing, but being stuck by myself in Palm Springs was kind of nice it's you when you do better. that do you go out with the family or is it just daddy time i mean i can't work that's that's part of the reason is that i needed somewhere i needed to figure out a different place because when i was younger and my kids were little i could lock myself in the basement for like 12 hours and work mm-hmm. a lot and as they get bigger it's just like I keep asking you for shit my son's like really good at apex legends and he and the and i set the gaming up down here so he wants to get sweaty on apex legends and he wants to like i do um start doing some boxing lessons with my son and he wants to he's like dad come and hit the bag so your 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 son keeps trying to hang out with you and stuff yeah yeah and and my daughter wants to go for walks and you know they're they're human Mm -hmm. beings now they're not like little slugs that i have to feed and (laughs) and and come up with like just money for they they need so if i want to work then Mm -hmm. because they don't also don't understand time like you need like 10 hours right of working without even being bothered and it can't just be like are you done writing the album yet daddy and you're like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah because three hours is so long to them it's just kind of like are you done working yet and it's like (laughs) i'm not even i haven't even started you don't understand my process yeah (laughs) so like daddy's gonna have to go to palm springs now (laughs) and then uh so i uh so i went to palm springs and then and then i was alone i could be alone for like a month or so you got the full you have the full stew set up in palm springs and in portland so you can do it all yeah i kind of have a i guess a almost like a mirror image you know same gear like you got all the all the fuzz pedals and everything down there they probably sound better in palm springs too they it's such a different thing it's like um i write these i've been writing like way more upbeat songs which is i think what i need to be doing right now because i was because i'm a sad girl mm-hmm. and like you are um when it's like um when it comes to this time we're in like this ultimate sad girl time so i just i don't really want to write a bunch of depression anthems during this time because i don't know it'd probably be good for my bank account or something but it just doesn't feel like (laughs) spiritually the right move it feels like what people need is like something to like lift them up so i've been trying to do that you go down to palm springs you call up some guy from queens of the stone age or something and you start making some high octane some scorpion blood style rock and roll music <laughs> well we yeah. me and my brother actually it's funny you say that because me and my brother did start doing that when before quarantine hit and and cody was cody's my brother mm-hmm. he plays the drums and shout out cody um it is really it, you really it really does want to make you do that like Right, riffs. Yeah, you're just drinking tequila and lime juice and going... Yeah. And I'm a tequila, gotcha. lime person anyway, so... Okay. Yeah. Are okay. you smo- Are you smoking hella grass, or are you just No, my brother, my brother smokes, like, more than anyone I've ever 
Scene. He's on his chim. He's on his little chimney shit. Like yeah, puffing. he doesn't stop. It's like actually pretty bad. Talking about Cody Khalifa. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably I've never met with Khalifa, but I think it's he's got. A, he has a legitimate drug problem. Yeah, I think it's it, to me. It's just like yeah. oh, you're a drug addict. So, <laughs> but um, he's like, yeah, bro. Well, he's kind of been doing like, this for a while. Yeah. Kind of like, have you ever tried stopping? Because he started when he was thirteen, and I used to smoke with him. I was fifteen then. And he's smoked every day, pretty much, almost like unbroken. I mean, it's a Hawaiian thing too. Like my mom smoked all the way through my childhood and stuff too. I mean, it's normal there. They don't like it's not a it's not a it's not a narcotic in Hawaii. It's just yeah. like it's like chewing gum. Just like yeah, it's like chewing gum. Um, so he's been smoking since he was thirteen, and because everybody around me is smoking, my uncle smokes, and everybody in my Hawaiian side smokes. It's just like I've never been interested in it really at all i mean i'll smoke you know plenty as much as anyone else but i just don't really like mm-hmm. it so no i'm not <laughs> more of a cigarette guy more of a cigarette guy for sure there we go i like um i like tobacco do you think it's made him do you think it's made him a better drummer and a stupider person or do you think it's <laughs> the uh, other way you're, around you're bringing in the um the stupid to drummer ratio um, i would never do that i would never i'm not talking about bass players i'm talking about a drummer Whoa, don't do slow, that. Down, slow down slow down slow down i it's really hard to imagine what cody would have been like if he'd not smoked weed nonstop. sure um it's it's kind of part of his whole thing but he's he's not he's totally not a yeah dude kind of guy he's not that he's more like right. why he's more wired and like paranoid and oh so it, it 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 should help him like calm down got it got it i think so i think he, i think he medicates himself by um keeping himself iry or whatever <laughs> he's trying to tamp down the thing that i prefer to amp up work by drinking lots of caffeine or doing whatever mm-hmm. like i like uppers and he he wants to keep it under control and i'm like it's <laughs> it's like poor little gasoline <laughs> Okay, so have you been have you been turning up during quarantine a little bit more then? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have. Yeah, it sounds I like I mean, you, have. you get bored. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Hey man, I'm not your mom or dad. You can be cool with me, brother. It's all good. Yeah, you can yeah, be my honest. My mom and dad us. do more drugs have done more drugs than I'll ever do, so I can't I have nobody nobody's nobody's like watching me or you know, there's no there's no babysitter. They're calling you a pussy. And you're like, I thought I was partying pretty hard, guys. And like, yeah, because they're like, in the 70s, <laughs> we used to do that in an mm. afternoon or whatever. The, the grass wasn't as strong. Yeah. The mortgage was a yeah, little bit cheaper. Yeah, I don't cheaper. think my parents, I don't think my parents don't, I don't think they like thinking about me, you know, doing a lot of cocaine, <laughs> you know. I don't think they love to think about What parent does? I don't think they did it. No. No, I mean, well, my parents you know, don't like to think of me doing drugs, but. But they know, they've heard the music, they know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it'd be weird if he wasn't doing drugs some pretty heady shit i don't think i would need to i don't think you need to make take drugs to do heady shit i think there's a lot of i think it's just like probably it would be weird to take a little bit of drugs and make really heady music i think that's a little strange but i i think the idea of somebody that like never does drugs mm-hmm. you know do you remember that comic asterix no comic you mean like comic book comic book yeah oh comic book no i don't yeah oh, it's like, like comic strip. book and it's from belgium i think okay and it's called asterix the goal or whatever and it's like there's a character in that they take this magic potion and they fight the Romans in the comic book mm, or whatever. Okay. And then um, 
I can't believe you guys haven't heard of this. We're not huge comic. We're not really on into side. comics, especially the Belgian. Well, it's not stuff. even a comic thing. It's like a. It's like some. I guess it's just an American. It's like thing it's like mythology at this point. No, it's just like a really really famous. Like um, it's really f- similar to um, like Lord of the Rings. No, no, it's like um, Babar. Who's that guy? He's like a a guy that runs around and solves crimes and stuff like that. It's like a comic. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> anyway, Dick Tracy. Let's let's. I'll, it'll come. It'll come to me. But um, anyway, there's a character in it called Obelix. Mm-hmm. He fell in the pot of potion when he was a baby, and now he can't have any more because he's just permanently strong all the time. Okay. So that some people are oh. like that. Oh. That was a really roundabout. I see way. what you're saying. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like some people are so weird that they that drugs can only make them more normal. No, I think the phrase is I I don't do drugs. I am drugs. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So if it, so if you know. Like Frank Zappa is a good example. He never did drugs. This shit's so weird. Oh yeah, he never did drugs. I'm all set on Frank. He's an anti-drug. He was an anti-drugs guy. He wouldn't let his band do drugs. It's like right, right. It's weird. He's just a natural freak. What a narc. <laughs> he is. It is kind of coppish, but it's still you know that's weird. It's weird for a rock star to be kind of like that. You know, it's unusual. Yeah. There's always those band guys who take it really seriously and like you know we can't. You know, we we have to be a hundred percent every time. You know, that's just weird though, because I feel like I can't. Like, I have to have a cocktail of things to be the best version of myself on stage. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like if, if I was sober on stage, um, that would be a little. I feel uh, this is a really unhealthy thing to probably put out into the world, but it's just true. No, I'm with you. That I'm like, I feel like it would be ripping off the audience if I was out there like thinking too much. Because if I'm in the right state of mind then then i'm performing better your body does the performing not your mind yeah that kind of thing yeah if you have if you have three marlboro lights and two monster energies you're just in the fucking zone and yeah. you're just going to give the people their ticket their ticket it's price. like it's like playing darts it's like playing billiards it's like you stand next to somebody who's smoking a menthol cigarette mm-hmm. and then you walk through a really loud room and then you're like i've got it i'm ready <laughs> so, so how many like do you grind. have like a do you have like a pre-show ritual ritual of like i need to get this amount like i need to drink one shot of casamigos half of a corona light and a, you know like is there a th- you just kind of like get a good yeah, buzz but going much better booze than that okay okay 1940 okay <laughs> oh, do not do that you snob okay, okay. I'm, I'm i'm in my 40s i'm allowed to be a fucking dad now i don't give a okay, shit Okay, what are we sipping dad sounds like our new friend ruben must have gotten that 818 tequila influencer package from kendall jenner is what it so sounds like good, to me. so the good stuff is what you're saying true i mean I, I, corona's fine i don't drink corona i like really mm. nice beer as well well you do live in portland are you an ipa daddy no i don't like ipas i, I like belgian beers mm-hmm. a lot and i like german beer a lot but sure. um the craft thing i don't know craft beer is okay i guess sometimes it has its moments you're my kind of snob i don't i'm sober and i still like your snobbery i'm the same way if a, you know if a drug dealer used to offer me he's got three grades of cocaine i'm definitely paying for the nicest one even though it's all a scam <laughs> well i think it's i think it's also about uh yeah i think if a coke dealer is offering you three grades of cocaine then it's probably a scam <laughs> if they're offering you one grade 100 percent, it's good you know uh, but anyway so like if it's like uh <laughs> if you're gonna you know you i think it's whether you think you're killing yourself or whether you're fooling yourself and the thinking that you're going to live forever if you know you're killing yourself kill yourself with style you know yeah. ruben we're birds of a feather now we're talking yeah don't you know do the thing that's going to hurt you enjoy it feel no remorse 
I feel like you'll end up living longer that way versus yeah. regretting every quesadilla that you eat. Yeah. Every drink you have. Life's too short. So that so if that makes me a snob, then I don't I don't I really think I am a snob because I think I'm kind of the opposite of a snob, but I like nice it things. It ain't tricking if you got it. I like good music. What kind of tequila what what kind, yeah. what kind of tequila are you sipping on? I like Oasis too, okay? <laughs> so what kind of what kind of No, I mean I like kind of I mean tequila's not I'm more snobby about beer actually. Tequila is one of those things. It's like coffee. Some things I'm not like I just admit that I'm not I don't have You don't have the palate for it? I don't have the palate for it. Like wine, it all tastes the same to me. Mm-hmm. Tequila, I like coffee. Basically, I love all of it. It doesn't. I don't have to have my special like beans or whatever. I can kind of. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate good coffee, but then I have, I have a shitty coffee. I'm like, yeah, this is good. And then <laughs> um, and tequila is like that too. So I actually anything that's like you know decent that doesn't have a plastic. We always used to say on the writer, we've always had a thing that says, especially in Europe, mm. we'll we'll take any tequila that doesn't have a plastic sombrero on the top. <laughs> That's a pretty good. <laughs> it's a it's nice, like that's, sounds funny, but yeah, it is actually a pretty good, especially in Europe. Like in Europe, they're just kind of like, yeah, this is tequila, right? And it's just like, no, it's in not Europe. Really they're tequila. like, okay, what's tequila? Yeah, yeah. How was it the first time you came to America and saw the cocaine prices? I didn't really. Um, the first time I ever saw tequila was backstage in Australia <laughs> um, when we were hanging out <laughs> with. Uh, I I can't. I probably shouldn't say who. And then they were doing. No, cocaine. no. You can. You can. And say we it's were fine. like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, not for cop reasons. Just for life mm-hmm. ruining reasons. Bro code. Bro code. I'm just kidding. Bro code. Um. And then. Um, Sorry, Chris doesn't know, have a lot of festivals. And we experience. were like, whoa, because we're from New Zealand, and mm-hmm. nobody really knows what New Zealand is. But New Zealand is just like the New Zealand people are just really naive. That's one thing I think. Mm-hmm. And really cynical, like we act cynical because we're naive. And so like we kind of were in a corner going like, what are you doing cocaine? It's like, like it wasn't real. Like, cause you can't get it in New Zealand really. Well, I guess I was asking because everyone I know from Australia, when they come to America and they see the cocaine prices, they're like, holy shit. So you're saying you, you're like, oh, I saw cocaine. Yeah. It's like free in America. Compared well, to the Australia should have thought to get their government agencies to sell it. And then it would be cheaper. <laughs> oh, this guy. So you're a conspiracy theorist. I like that. We're All right, Ruben, the walk eye. me through some of your some of the subreddits that you're on. Well, let it's me not, see. No, I don't, what what, what, what message board? It's real. It's what? What's the conspiracy? Is it a conspiracy no, 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 theory no, no, no. at this point? No, I agree. I agree. It is obviously real. Who did real. 9-11? Ruben, who did 9-11? Just answer the question. Who did 9-11? Bush or Al-Qaeda? No, Bush. <laughs> well, not Al-Qaeda. Uh, no, uh, both. They both did it. Bush did 9-11 for sure with a little help from his friends Al-Qaeda. Yeah. But but also, it's a lot easier to flatten those two towers when the earth itself is flat. Do you agree with that, brother man? Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. And the moon is, the moon's not real. Great and my, point, Jason. And my I've never thought of about choice, it. I've like <laughs> Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. I'm I'm deworming as we pod, so I'm I'm with you <laughs> on that. Worms. I mean, I was itching my ass <laughs> yeah, for right. the first half of this conversation. That's why it sounded so bad. That's why I've been saying so many fucked up things. <laughs> That's just the worm talking, oh, baby. Shit. Yeah. Is there a re- when's the record coming out? I don't know what a record is going to be at this point because I've been because when you're touring and then you're recording, it's like everything you record becomes the next album kind of thing. But I've just been experimenting the whole time and writing a bunch of stuff. So I have all this, all this stuff ready to go. So I don't really know what I'm doing. And also, um, 
the world, especially the touring world and the record releasing world, is in such turmoil. I'm not really sure exactly what I'm what I'm responding to, you know, because I don't really. Um, mm. I do everything <laughs> by vibes. <laughs> so, You're more of a vibes moment, guy. Vibes I remember that so from earlier that I'm just kind of like I don't get a feeling for what I'm for what I'm supposed to do. How's your relationship with your manager? You sound like a tough guy to deal with. Um, I think we are very. Do you um at least as a joke understand anything about horoscopes? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the theory of it, of a few what what signs are what? Like I don't believe in it but it still is kind of interesting but he's a he's a virgo and i'm a pisces so we're like the opposite we're both virgos okay so and we're kind of opposites and because we're opposites of each other we sort of like bounce out the yin to your yang it's i'm not saying it's because of horoscopes i'm just saying that it's a good way of explaining what's going on so he's he's very different from me and i'm very flaky compared to him and stuff but we kind of get the job done between he between he's us. really good at cleaning up the messes that you make and vice versa it's true i think i'm he good likes at, it what am i good at i don't know i <laughs> you're good at making music ruben don't worry i, I think i think yeah, i think bro, what i do music. i think what i do in my relationship with my manager is i help him break out of tax bracket his his routine you keep him from being stagnant in this i think this a little life. bit yeah yeah and it, it or not keep him from being stagnant because I'm sure he'd be fine without me. But I, I think that's what makes it interesting. That's why that's what makes our friendship financially. Think. Financially, he might not be so fine. Yeah, he's we we have fun. He, could, I mean, if I was left to my own devices, I'd probably be dead by now, honestly. <laughs> so it is okay. good. I need I do, I do <laughs> like to kind of have people around me that kind of go like, hey, come back from. The, hey, you should that. stay alive. You should yeah, stay, we got to have you alive. Yeah. Not because I like you as a person, because I'm getting 10% of this all yeah. this shit. So, <laughs> yeah. things are going pretty good right now. But it's good. It's good that you um, that you have the ability to kind of take time and decide when you want to tour, when you want to put out music, when when the music that you make is is leaning more on the timeless side than the you know the poppy whatever side. Like it has to come out now, or else this wave is going to be over. Like, yeah, we value know. that a lot. That's like our whole thing. It's like we want our life to be it might even get better with time yeah oh for sure i mean it's yeah tom's great it's just like it we work because we we figured out a good a good um formula between you know the bandmates and everything like that um and we stayed out of the major label world which i think was was a good choice because i think um that for a while there right before um quarantine hit i started thinking like well i don't know maybe i'm maybe i could Signed to a major, I don't know. And then as quarantine went on and I thought about it a lot more, I was just like, no, I couldn't do that. I was dealing with more, we, we were dealing more and more with, with major labels and we just, we didn't, uh, didn't enjoy it. So we were just kind of like, no, this is, we actually have it, like we have every, all the settings right, you know. I just make the music and I put out whatever I want and I make a living and everybody's chill but hardworking. Mm-hmm. It's like, and everybody gets along because everybody's kind of figuring out that they get enough and stuff. So it's been really good that way. And I really feel like the world's the problem. If the world, it's the world's, the world is a problem. Of course, not Spotify. 
Yeah, well, Spotify's fine. I'm, I'm actually, I really don't get it. Do you guys have any insight? I mean, people must be getting like really not enough money or something. <laughs> we make a lot. We we make a lot of money off this podcast. So we have no issues. Thank you to our friends at Spotify. We, we're too nice to Spotify now. We have to go in the other direction. Let's pull it back, Chris. Pull it back. Dial it back. Obviously, you made a lot of money I'm up sorry, until you know the two thousands or whatever, and things had to change. But like like you said before, like it's it's either that or full piracy. And nothing, you know, it's already bad enough. Like you have to, you know, you're only making money off of hoodie sales. Yeah. And, I, you know, I got so used to living broke that now I feel like I never ever feel like I'm wanting for anything now because I'm just kind of like, oh, there's enough money to do that. So fuck it. But also we're not Americans, <laughs> so we don't judge ourselves by every, all the stuff we Objects? Have. Oh well, you you should move then because you're not fitting in. Well, I don't know. Yeah, America we, wasn't always not every American runs this shit like that. So I agree. I agree. There's a, there's a couple of us cool Americans still left. <laughs> I mean, Are there? I'm 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 looking for them. I'm not I'm you, surrounded Chris. by all my stuff. I'm surrounded by all the stuff I buy to make myself feel better, and it feels well. It is kind of like that, right? Isn't it? I'm surrounded by vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like what else can you do but buy stuff right now? It's kind of sucks, but it's also kind of like calming. To be like, maybe I'll, are these shoes look cool? Maybe they'll make me happy for like two days. It's like <laughs> what everybody thinks is bad about capitalism, but just like really way too obvious and in your face. Well, I mean, you know, the Rolexes are going to be an investment in your future. So you know, <laughs> yeah, not sure. everything, not everything yeah. is just useless spending. They hold their value. Yeah, you're rocking the Audemars right now, but your son's going to get that one day and he's going to be thankful that you gave him the bus on AP. It's going to be nice. <laughs> He's got that. He's, yeah, the, the offshore. That's going to be uh, not going to be his. Uh, it's not going to be his um, jam. I don't think my son's going to be all the G shocks. Get him off the G shocks now. Get him <laughs> off the G shocks now. Get him a get him truck. a ladies Rolex for his small wrists, and then he'll you know then he'll be able to uh, yeah. take dads when he gets a little older. Twenty six, thirty one, something like that. Yeah, you save money exactly. I'm always thinking about the bottom line. That's kind of my <laughs> thing here. Yeah, just keep buying Rolexes until your business manager texts you, and then that's when you know it's time to stop. Exactly, yeah. All right, Ruben. Well, thank you so much for having a chat with us. I hope you enjoyed this fun podcast. Yeah, this, uh, I've been listening to the podcast lately. It's really fun. <laughs> I didn't actually know. Did oh, you guys, great. Can I ask you a question? This might not be on the on, in the actual podcast, but... Um, of course. Uh, did you sign to Jag Jaguar? Yeah. <laughs> So what what does that mean? Oh, that's right, Ruben. We're label mates. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, hey, don't worry but, about that. Because you're okay? the first. That's the first. I mean, I've never heard of a podcast signing to a label at all. Is this the first? It is the first. It's called yeah, groundbreaking. It is, is what it is. It's called yeah. earth shattering news. Well, okay. We're recording. We've we've recorded a double CD that is going to be released this fall. Okay. Okay. So you're putting a record out. Well, it's it's not going to be music. It's basically kind of like us. Um, like we we kind of chose a playlist of music from the archives over the last you know what is it 25 years 25 years so it's like it's a sort of commemorate the 25th anniversary we picked out a bunch of our favorite songs and then we talk about it and there's like interviews with some other people and like anecdotes from you know other people and label mates and stuff like that if you want to actually ruben if you want to do us a, if, if you want to do us a favor and give us a drop right now that would be great just say hey it's it's you know, Ruben from Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and you're listening to How Long Gone. You know, feel it's just like the radio. You've done this before. Hi, this is Ruben from Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and you're listening to How Long Gone. Oh, yeah, that's good. I believe in my magic. 
Why? Because it is so quick. I don't need power when I'm hypnotized. Look in my eyes. What are you seeing? I see. How do you feel? I feel. 